Good morning, this is Jay Westerveld with our weekly show, Tales and Trails, where we talk about politics and religion. Just kidding, we don't cover that stuff. We, uh, we talk about culture, history, and local events here in Warwick, New York, New York State events, and international things. Uh, I like to have a really wide array of guests, and the best guests are the people who are my friends. Uh, you know, a, a person is their friends. Those are actually who make us what we are and what we aren't. And it's a real privilege today to have my friend Joe Fatino on. Joe and I go way back to high school. That was back before electricity, kids. And uh, we, we, uh, you know, both of our, gosh, our families go way back in this town. And uh, we, we have a lot of similar interests. And we've crossed paths a lot, diverged, and come back together on, on some things in the years. Uh, back in the late 80s, Joe and I uh, worked together in the ski school over here at uh, Vernon Valley Great Gorge, which was an extremely high volume ski school. At one point, it was North America's highest volume ski school. And uh, Joe has had an incredible athletic career, has just done a plethora of interesting different things, and presently runs a really cool business model right over here in Florida, New York. Uh, Joe runs a uh, actually a consignment shop for sporting equipment, which if you're a parent and you've ever tried to equip your kids for anything, you know how important that can be because what fit them last week, next week uh, becomes fodder for the garage. And so without any further chatter from me, good morning, Joe. Good morning, good morning, Jay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks Thanks a lot for coming in and braving this hurricane. Yeah, it was rough on the way out here. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. So how are things at this store? And it's, um, what? what's the name of the, the store exactly? The name of the store is Back in the Game Sports Consignment. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in the, lucky to be in the village of Florida for, um, it was a year in August. Cool. Um, prior to that, we did three years in Pine Island. I remember. And uh, it's uh, the business, we didn't know if it would work. We were lucky enough to find a spot that uh, the landlord uh, told us, I might not give you more than a year because I might not take your space. So we thought, oh, you know what, we'll know in a year whether this works or not. And uh, we're four years later, going into our fifth year, we're still uh, chugging along. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. That's really yeah. something. And when you say we, you mean you, yourself and... Uh... My wife and I, uh, my wife Amy, it was her idea. Um, we have four kids, and when our three boys uh, were young, she used to consign a lot of clothing. And then she'd look in our basement and say, you know why doesn't anybody do this with sporting equipment? Because our basement is full of every sport, 50 pairs of cleats and there's skis and lacrosse sticks <laughs> and old baseball gloves. Why didn't somebody do this? That's right. So, it, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 she, please. Uh, she stumbled on a spot in Pine Island, which actually the building used to be owned by my grandparents. It was Roy Brothers. Sure. Farm equipment in Pine Island. And, and the Roy family goes way back, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, they were dairy farmers in Pine Island. And uh, my grandfather, Al Roy, and his brother started uh, Roy Brothers, which they were supplying equipment and fixing farm equipment. Um, long story short, she finds this spot in that same building across from the Harvest uh, restaurant, which my office was my grandmother's office. Oh my so I thought, God. you know what, maybe this is a sign that, you know. Sure. I was in this building every summer as a kid, so. 
That's great. We'll give it a shot. That's great. You know, we we we, we can't avoid uh, our ancestry. No, and it's kind of a nice thing. I think not we've joked about the fact that our our uh, paternal grandfathers probably spent a lot of time together, right in the uh, in town, as we Warwickians, we Wildcats, refer to the village. Yes, yes. If somebody calls it the village, they're not from here. No, it was always you walked into town, you went to town. Town. Yeah. Sure. So now. Five years later, the shop? We're in our fifth year, yes. Jeez, and how, how are things going? And how's the pandemic smacking you guys? Well, um, right now it's starting to pick up again. Good. Uh, I think a lot of people got a, a, a nice boost when uh, Mount Peter sent out uh, a big email saying, hey, we're going to start selling uh, season passes again. And Mountain Creek has let people know we're ready to go when the weather's ready. Good. And uh, so skiing-wise and snowboarding, uh, that's been good. Um, it really, it really crushed youth sports in the spring. There was no recreational lacrosse leagues. Little league was really pared down. Um, hockey leagues didn't happen. Uh, it, it was tough for the girls, softball players, lacrosse players, um, to find places to safely play and for sure. coaches and leagues to figure out how we can do this safely. That's yeah. It was, you know, it kind of shocked me. Uh, and I, you know, I avoid myself anyway, anything that might sound remotely political or too biased, but I was kind of shocked at the approach that a lot of uh, state agencies took to this. And, and you know, here here in the USA, we're, we're, you know, we have home rule, we have each state kind of comes up with its own rules. And I, I think before uh, we, we went live here, Joe, we were talking about the fact that with scholastic sports, some of the kids didn't get the advantage that kids in other states got. Yeah, I have, I get uh, a lot of parents that come in and, you know, very upset about, you know, they're upset for their kids missing out on a senior season, of whether it be football or basketball, soccer, whatever it is, or um, different sports. And then they see friends that might be down at a, one of the Catholic schools in Jersey or over in Sussex County playing. With Pope John right, right. over the border, right. you know, really not far at all. Or when they read in the record, in the Times-Herald record, how uh, the team in uh, Milford, Milford High School. Sure. Um, or Delaware Valley, it's called. Uh, Delaware Valley played their six football games, made it to the playoffs, and they're looking at, you know, hey, we're 20 minutes from there, or we're 45 minutes from there. What, you know, why are we losing out? So meanwhile, those players are looking at getting rides to schools, a lot of them, you know, based on their performance, you know, to get scholarships. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> they're at least getting the opportunity to play. They're getting their last opportunity. Seniors are getting their last opportunity with their teammates. And they're also getting, you know, for the next step, they're getting film, they're getting... Uh, opportunities for coaches to see them they're sure. getting film on themselves that they can send to schools you know whether any of that happens or not those are always you know long shots but at least they had the shot they well yeah the and shot. that's the difference i mean everything comes down to opportunity it's it's not even whether or not you take the shot if it's the shots availed to you right. and in this case it's strange to me that just because these young people these young athletes happen to live in new york state they're not going to have that shot. There's not going to be film on them to show scouts, you know, right. collegiate scouts, et cetera. And so you're going to see this disparity years from now where these universities have a lot of players from states other than New York. Right, right. They, uh, it's a shame because it, 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 changes, it changes their whole, like you said, their tra trajectory yeah. going through school. Yeah, and the trajectory of their life. Right, I mean, we all right. know where you go to school and the friends you make along the way, that's what forms yeah. your later life. Yeah, and... For a lot of these kids, it's the reason they go to school. 
yeah. for playing that sport. That's, of course. that's what's keeping them there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I hear you there. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I have a little kid and, you know, to, to me, it, it, it has to be small things at the preschool that I bring up. Hey, you know, the toy horse is there. Oh, okay. I'll get right. up, <laughs> you know, things like that. So it's, it's interesting. Um, but that is odd. Now you, you, is there any sign of that changing anytime soon, Joe? Like where well, New York will open up a little? Or um, New York has said they pushed back winter. The start of winter sports were supposed to actually be today, November thirtieth. Oh man! And because our numbers have gone up, uh, New York State has decided to push that back. I don't know the exact date, but I think I think it's in January. What they're running into now is they're going to try and run if things go well, uh, winter sports from January to maybe March. Uh, March to May, uh, fall sports seasons, and right. then April to mid-June, um, your spring sports season, which for a kid, that that becomes a harder, even harder thing. You're, at least you're getting your sport back. But let's say you're a girls lacrosse player who mm-hmm. also plays softball. You might have to choose at this point. Yeah, that's a great because point. Because everything and, is merging into each other. And then you may not be choosing according to where your best talents lie. Right, right. You might, who knows what, what's going to come into that decision, but uh, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, I, I have a, uh, my son graduated last year and he, he was lucky enough to get through his football season. Um, schools get shut down in March. He lost the, what I kept telling him is his shame. You're the best part of your senior year. Yeah you're losing because going through high school, there's a lot of things that go on, but the second half of your senior year, everybody kind of forgets all that stuff and everybody's happy and buddies <laughs> and, and, and it's a good time. And, Absolutely. And I said, you know what? It's a shame you lost that. And and that was when we thought, all right, two weeks to flatten the curve and we'll all be fine. Yeah. And here we are. Months I remember later. hearing that, yeah. you know, when I came back, uh, it, you know, here I am months later, but the horror here is that the other kids in the other States are still getting that. Right. You know, so they're advancing. Right. And kids in New York aren't. Well, Joe, I think after a quick word from some of the sponsors, we'll have to talk more. All right. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. for Free Speech with Stephen Keeter, where you can voice your opinion, express your ideas, comment, or make suggestions on the topic du jour, right here on Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, Radio Worth Listening To. Hi, this is Jay Westerveld. We're back with my weekly show, Tales and Trails. And my guest this week is Joe Fatino, a fellow whom I've known since high school in the 70s, actually probably before then. And both of us, our families go way back for generations here in Warwick, New York, right outside of New York City. 
Joe is talking today about his store, which is a very cool concept. It, it's a consignment shop for sporting goods. And we're talking a bit about how the pandemic has affected uh, scholastic sports and kids in New York say, or kids, I shouldn't say that, young athletes in New York state mm -hmm. aren't getting the same shot that kids in other states are who are able to continue playing their sports, get film uh, to, to bring to potential scouts and stuff and expand opportunities for scholarships or even just admission to good universities. Kids in New York state are losing out on that and they're losing their seasons. They're losing, they lost the second half of their senior year, Joe, which you pointed out, which is pivotal. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, rem I remember some of it, uh, <laughs> it's a blur. And I think the statute of limitations has me safe, but uh, it's a long time ago. Now at your shop, whenever i've gone in there and i go in a lot and whenever i bring equipment it's gone like in days yeah um which is helpful for me i don't want to deal with craigslist or the craigslist killers and i hate ebay and paypal so it's it's really nice to be able to bring my stuff there and drop it off and then a week later i have some ka-ching yeah um how are your how's how is inventory moving right now right now um skis ski boots snowboarding equipment is all moving really well um people are able to bring in the whole the whole idea of the shop was kids it's expensive to outfit them they grow out of everything so quick they grow out of it before they ruin things <laughs> that's um, a great i never thought of you, that you really if you come in the shop and you look at the 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 condition of the equipment is shocking because it, it doesn't get it suddenly they've grown out of it and they haven't beat it up that much that, yeah so we get a lot of people that are able to bring in their, let's say, uh, 120 centimeter skis in that they bought and their son or daughter has grown out of them. We price them out based on a couple different uh, uh, used sporting goods websites. And uh, if it sells for them, they get 40% of their uh, the That's price great. in a check or 50% in store credit, which is what most of the people take because... If they're grown out of the 120s, they need the 130 or 140 skis. So it's a great they, business they're model. able to uh, get something for what they, you know, normally would be just sitting in the garage or the basement. That's, yeah, and, and we all have that garage and yeah. basement. And you know, the sad thing is, by the time people put things into yard sales, and we're talking mostly about winter equipment right yeah. now, even though you have all season equipment, garage sales in July, August, September, people have got ski equipment out there. People aren't thinking about that. No. They can't get rid of it. You see it at the end of the curb, you know, by Monday uh, to be thrown out. And also by the time people get around to, for lack of a better expression, dumping the stuff, it's sort of outdated. You see people trying to sell um, what we call straight skis. Uh, don't get your hackles up anybody. We mean the shape of the ski. And Joe, I, I know at your shop, you have like really good, modern, beautiful shaped skis. And my weakness for your shop back in the game of sporting goods in Florida, New York, not to sound like a pitch man, but I have to say, I come in there thinking, hey, I'm gonna make some money. I'll leave this snowboard with Joe. I leave with more stuff, <laughs> I buy more than I leave there. And I see that with all the parents coming in yeah. with the kids all the time. Yeah, we, uh, um, it's, it's nice because people are able to bring it in drop it off sometimes just trade it that day whether right. it's hey i have this snowboard how much credit will you give towards this one um because their kids you know grow out of it um i sold stuff yesterday to to a kid who needed new snowboard boots gorgeous brand, almost brand new snowboard boots right. used one season right some poor parent paid 200 bucks for them <laughs> and this kid picked them up for 80 bucks that's great you know yeah. um it, it, it works out for people. It also works out um, 
for people who are, we're not throwing this stuff out. Right. Um, everything that comes into my shop that we can't use, maybe broken, maybe outdated, like the skis we're talking about, the straight skis, uh, which I have three or four pairs uh, that 1980 is looking for. They want them back <laughs> with the neon orange colors. And the green. 80s called. We want those <laughs> Kessleys back. Yeah. There's three pairs that are getting donated actually tomorrow. Um, the uh, Vietnam Veterans Group Great. comes to this area, not to plug to plug them, Tuesdays and Thursdays in uh, Florida, Warwick, they come right to your door and pick everything up. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we're not throwing anything out either. We're donating it. I guess if they throw it out, that's on them. But um, parents, people can't bring themselves to throw their old stuff out. No, parents are natural hoarders, you know, <laughs> and, and you see it all the time. But, you know, like I say, garage sales, you just see bags and bags of kids' clothes. And I'm yeah. thinking, what are they, you know, why don't they just, you know, move that stuff out as they go? Nobody, especially a parent, has time to put stuff on eBay or deal no. with Craigslist. So, no, the, the shop is brilliant. And I feel like I've always got a revolving credit there. The crazy thing is just how many people come in there and how many snowboards you have at any given time. Forgetting the boots, which, by the way, it's nice to be able to try them on mm -hmm. instead of, you know, deal with eBay and flip a coin. Uh, how many boards do you typically have there at a time? Um, we probably, I probably have four dozen in right now. That's amazing. And I've probably sold a dozen to a dozen and a half in the last week or so. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, moving them. Um, but it's nice now with uh, hopefully snow coming uh, for the <laughs> ski areas. Um, but when, when the pandemic hit, it was odd because what kept us in business, we were closed from mid-March to June. But what kept us in business was golf clubs, uh, bicycles, rollerblades, tennis rackets. Right. Um, I think there's going to be a whole new generation of kids who learn to play tennis during this whole thing or play <laughs> golf because that was all they could do. I never golf, thought of that. The golf courses were open. Parents were coming in every day looking for youth golf clubs, junior golf clubs. I want my kid to try it, you know. Because it was all that was open. Or but if you had bikes or weights, we've had this oh, discussion. Weights, weights, forget it. The price of weights tripled. <laughs> Don't, Joe, I, I think I bored you with this. Not much more than a year ago, I had a beautiful set, you know, true Olympic set, right? Fully Olympic, over 300 pounds, nice true Olympic bench, strength incorporated. I couldn't get rid of it on Craigslist. I took about $200. In fact, I looked at my Craigslist records. I got $200 for it. Right now, oh. an old Sears bench with yeah. just regular plastic weights, yeah, you get a grand practically. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, you can, if you have a, I went through so many bikes. We had, every day people were looking for bikes because if, if they went to uh, a Target or a Walmart or anywhere, um, or a local place like Joe Fixit's, they were sold out. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to get your bike repaired, I had people come in asking me, and I'm, I'm not that talented. I don't have that skill set. Um, but Joe fix it was like a month or two out to fix it. He was so busy. I'm not surprised. And they, and those guys now, when we were kids, they yeah. were over there in Goshen, oh, yeah. you know, it was Joe Dunlavy. And now I guess it's Brian, his son. And they always had plenty of mechanics and yeah. I'm not at all shocked and driving by, I see all the bicycles out there with repair tags. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Cause people, people were buying any bike they could get a hold of. Yeah. And, and because. You were limited in what you could do. You couldn't go get 11 kids together and play soccer or play lacrosse or, or a good nine girls together and play a softball game. That's um, not funny. It was just, you know, hey, okay, tennis is okay. Uh, golf is okay. And, uh, and on the flip side of that, I have golfers who came in in the last four years 
we're angry because now everybody's out on the course. <laughs> I, I, I have these older gentlemen that come in and play a couple times a week at Scenic Farms, and they're like, it's so busy, I can't get out. <laughs> this, is this pandemic is miserable. <laughs> and Joe, one of the great things, speaking of golf, with all of these sports, you personally have pretty deep experience in each of these disciplines. I know, I mean, you and I taught skiing together. I, did you ski race for Warwick? Or? I, I, in high school, yeah, I was on the race team. And I, I certainly remember your, your sister yes, uh, did she's as well. very good. She was a state caliber racer. I Amazing. Not so much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, you know, I didn't ski race for high school because we were teaching. Right. You know, in fact, uh, even even the football coach when I, I was at Warwick, Jim Bongo. Jim I don't, Bongo. God, I love that guy. I, I really did. He was always furious. He always wanted me to play ball. And I was yeah. like, you know, I'm doing other stuff. And he yeah. respected that. Yeah. You know, he yeah. was actually very cool about it. Um, you were a ball player for Warwick, of course. Yep. And you moved on and you were a talent scout for the Braves organization. I was uh, through through playing uh, college ball and people I met and uh, baseball schools I worked at, I was able to get a, uh, I was an associate scout for the Atlanta Braves for a few years. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, personally for me as a Mets fan, it's, it's, a, it's a little vexing, but you know, I, I let it slide. And with golf, you also work professionally in golf to some degree. Yeah. Uh, in my many jobs, I was able, to, I was a, an operations manager and a general manager at a couple different golf courses in New Jersey and in, in New York and Rockland County. I so remember I've got that. A, a little knowledge about a lot of different sports so which is great because i've noticed it when parents come in you know with little bobby uh to your shop they have a lot of questions and it's not like going to one of the big box stores or something i don't mean to sound like a cliche oh shop small town america but in this case especially it's really true uh when parents go in there and they have questions you're answering yeah. all of it from experience, not from a book. You know, you're not like an app with yeah. two legs and a pulse. You're you're talking to them from experience, and you've helped me a lot. I know nothing about golf, and when I've had questions uh, about it, you've been really helpful, and uh, it's really, really, really nice to to have that resource. And I think it's nice that you had a mayor like Dan Harder over there in Florida who helped to make it happen. Yeah, Dan was and uh, Dan was instrumental in. Uh, getting our spot for us. Um, we are directly across from the firehouse at mm -hmm. 16 South Main Street next to the Carvel. And the space had been a long time ago. It's funny because everybody remembers it at the Inkwell. Right. As the Inkwell was there. And we actually reached out to the owners of the Inkwell. And they, they always say, I can't believe they remember us there. We were only there for four months. Yeah. yeah they were very, very limited time. The space was empty for four years. Long story short, some things had to be done with the uh driveway and parking and dan and the village of florida's lawyer were like all right we have people that want to rent this space we can't keep having open spaces in the village of florida let's get this done right and he went to work for us and a year and a half later we're still there <laughs> yeah get it done dan yeah yeah he was he was great he was he was very helpful Definitely. And no, no, you, you, you see that all through Florida and not, not that we're here to talk about the village of Florida, but I think it's sort of like really the hip place now for young families to look, you yeah. know, especially people listening in on New York city, we transmit to the city, of course, um, always consider Florida, New York. It's, it's the real thing. It's not like a sort of a pose down, you know, agritainment. Hey, look, you know, we're, we're farmers and all. It, there's actually real farmers. They are real people. And, uh, uh, you know, like a lot of Orange County, a lot of civil servants find that this is the most peaceful and farthest away from the city place. I think they can live and still keep a city fireman or mm -hmm. cop job. Yep. Yeah. And I'll tell you a quick, uh, Dan Harder story, which was, uh, when 
the beginning of the pandemic when restaurants were allowed to have outdoor seating. Sure. Um, and there's not next to us or anything like that where re a re there's no restaurants where we would be involved with worried about parking. Right sure. Now. But Dan went store to store, came to my store and said, hey, we're, we're going to have, uh, let's say, Mattingly's and Rookie's and, uh, and hopefully I'm not missing anybody else, but um, they're going to be able to have outdoor seating and we're going to take parking spaces and use it for outdoor seating. Uh, is that going to affect your business? How will that affect your business? How will that affect your parking? And I thought it was great that he he took the time to walk in and ask me, you know, what I thought. Yeah, and, brothers a communicator. Yeah, you know? yeah. no, it was it was it was great. You know, instead of just boom, it's done and that's that. Um, no, it was it was real nice of him. You know, checking out what the rest of the village and the people on Main Street thought of it and. And you do sell baseball bats, and I assume he wanted to make sure Joe Pesci wasn't coming in to get one about a parking space. Correct, correct. You know, we, I think we've talked about this. You want the aluminum, it's easier to clean. <laughs> yeah, and always carry it with a mitt and a yes, glove. Never, yes. never buy it. I just it, came so. from a game. Joe, after a quick break, uh, we'll talk a little more about that. Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life Monday through Saturday starting at 3 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WTBQ Weather! A few showers around this morning, then steadier heavy rain moving in around midday into the early afternoon. Could be even a thunderstorm through this afternoon. There'll be some strong gusty winds as well. Highs will rise to the 50s to around 60. Tonight, early showers, then cloudy with a few more showers overnight and cool. Cooler, 40 to 45. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and windy. We'll still see a few showers around highs in the upper 40s. Cloudy tomorrow night with a few sprinkles or flurries down to the upper 20s and low 30s. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny near 40. I'm WeatherWorks Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. And we're back with Tales and Trails. This is Jay Westerveld. Uh, my guest today is Joe Fatino, the proprietor, or I should say dual proprietor with his amazing wife, Amy Fatino, um, of Back in the Game Sporting Goods, which is uh, a sports consignment shop, which for parents, and I'm guilty of being that, it is just such a great resource because outfitting kids with sports is incredibly expensive. They outgrow everything, it seems, the moment you buy it. In fact, if you're afraid your kids aren't growing, just buy them some sports equipment and you'll see them sprout out of it right away. It's the best way to you know, encourage growth in your kids. And you need new stuff, and also you have to get rid of the old stuff unless you're a hoarder like me. So this shop provides a great opportunity. We go in there, 
you know, to get rid of things, then we see replacement things right there. We can have a revolving credit or we can just sell it and walk away with some cash. And it's, it's been a great business model for Joe. When Joe went into this idea, uh, years ago, and it, it was really your wife's idea. You were saying yes, Amy's. 100% her idea. And by the way, huge shout out to Amy and to other RNs on the real front lines yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, she's amazing. They're working hard. They really are. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how they put up with it. And, uh, you know, they're the real heroes. Yeah. Well, and, just wearing a mask when uh, during the day in the store, <laughs> I have newfound respect for her. That's a great point. Wearing it 13 hours a day. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, yeah think about that. Yeah, I, yeah I, I couldn't do that. I'm an outdoorsy guy, so yeah. it's, it's tough for me. Now, we were talking about, obviously, the along those lines, the pandemic and how it's affected sports. And... I, I mean, I always learn something. And anytime I talk to you, which means dropping in at the store and bothering you while you're trying to deal with customers, I learn a lot. And what you said about so many people take up, up golf yeah. during this, I never thought about that. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, golf and tennis and bike riding, uh, rollerblades. They were all the the uh, hot sports because that's what you could do. You know, so you were social distanced on the golf course. Right. They, I mean, there were different rules that you had to... Uh, abide by but uh you could play tennis because you were distanced right you bike riding and, and people also thought that you know hey this might be a time when i'm home and uh, uh you know what i'm gonna watch my health a little bit i'm gonna yeah. try and get in shape a little bit and uh and that was it, a good week for many people yeah 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 you know <laughs> and uh, i'm starting to get the weights and, and the, the running shoes trickling in now and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> barely used um but wait uh, uh, do you really have weights no, I'll be right over. <laughs> weights are, oh my God. We haven't had weights probably since, well, end of March. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. think. We would have people sending us uh, uh, messages on Facebook. I know you're closed, but if you have weights, I'll meet you there. <laughs> I put an emergency call out on Facebook when I got back into the States and saw that my gym, Bolenbacks over yeah. in Monroe, um, that they, you know, he couldn't open, and right. he was really upset about it. And at first, of course, Bob Bob Bolenback thought, well, you know, I'm a private club, maybe I can get through under that radar. It didn't work, and yeah. so gyms got closed down everywhere. And you, unfortunately, you see it in people. Uh, we'll get back to that in a minute, though. <laughs> but uh, so I, you know, I just put a, a thing out on Facebook to all my friends. Hey, does anybody have any weights laying around? And thankfully, your cousin had some weights right. in her family barn, and yeah. just said, Jay, I, you know, here's a photo of them. And they were cool. They were like, you know, from the 70s, yeah. iron. But it was iron, you yeah. know, standard, not Olympic, uh, with the, the old sort of Sears-style bench. And it, it saved me. Right. It right. really, really saved me. People got very creative with the weights and with the workouts and, and with getting outside. Um, yeah. You look, if you go over to the uh, Heritage Trail, over wherever you jump on it, Monroe, Chester, sure. Goshen, it's packed. The nice days, it's packed over there. People rollerblading, biking, walking, jogging, whatever. And well, here, you know, I, I, and I mention it on the show a lot. I'm a big fan of Lower Wisner Road. If mm -hmm. any hitmen, you know, want to get me, that's that's the place to do it. I'm pretty easy mm -hmm. to find. And it easy used to get rid of a body out there. Yeah, very easy. A lot of swamp there. Yeah, a lot you of know? swamp. Shovel, <laughs> shovel in a bag of lye, and <laughs> and there you go. And, there you and, go. and no cameras. Right, but. The amazing thing is, normally it would be really quiet, you know, nobody there. Now it's full of people. Yeah. You know, and that's, I kind of like it. It's it's really pretty nice. Although it's a little strange, you know, to be on a country road and walking along and have some people suddenly angry that I'm walking the road that I, I always walk, you know, when I'm in Warwick. 
and they're, they're jumping off the street on the other side, you know, to, to enforce some kind of 20 foot social distancing, but that happens. And it's good that people are yeah. cautious, always better to err on the side of caution, not necessarily my tack, but the amount of people out there, the yeah. amount of people on bicycles yeah. is mind blowing. Yeah. And now we're at a point where as you mentioned, it's hard for people to get their bikes repaired. Yep. Repairing your own bike sucks. Yeah. I mean, you you will have you will have grease-filled cuts on your fingers for about a mm -hmm. month afterward. And so people are just buying used yeah. left and right. Yeah. And they're happy to get anything yeah. at this point, you know, yeah. because they want they want to be able to, especially for their kids. They want to be able they want them doing something. Yeah. You know, and uh hopefully we've been able to help, you know. Um we've been able to outfit some people into some sports that that uh, they maybe they couldn't do if they were paying full price. You know, oh, some for of these, sure, absolutely. Some of the some of the, uh, um, some of the sports in today for for parents to you know, and lacrosse is a tough one. Uh, I mean, if you went entry level into lacrosse, you could for a helmet alone, uh, hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars for a brand new helmet for a youth helmet. Um, some people, and and I always leave it up to them, you know. Hey, I have helmets. They're in great shape. We don't test them, but nobody tests lacrosse helmets as much as people like to argue with me about that. But yeah, um, no, of and, course not. Anyway, we get parents in, and they're like, "Hey, I don't know if this seven-year-old's going to walk on the field and five minutes later quit. I'll take the thirty-dollar helmet right. and roll the dice." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents are, you know, they joke about it. It's only their head, you know. <laughs> yeah, none of us wore helmets. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're we're still fine. Yeah, fine, 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 <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. Lacrosse is kind of a, a more recent addition. Like when you and I were in high school here, we didn't have lacrosse. No lacrosse. And then I went to school out on Long Island for a while, and of course, lacrosse is big there. Oh, Native huge. American sport, huge, huge, and everybody played lacrosse. I mean, yeah. I remember I walked in there, and I was into sports in school. And uh, as I always said, I outfitted our dorm with a weight. Uh, you know, a, a whole weight system that the whole school started to use for yeah. PE. And it, all the coaches would immediately say, hey, dude, are you lax? You know, do you yeah. do lax? Yeah. <laughs> I eat a lot of fiber if I'm having trouble, I guess, yeah. you know. And it, I, I, I learned so much from them just watching lacrosse, trying it a little, and now it's it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's a it's a fun spot, sport to watch. Um, I mean, as a baseball guy, I have my jokes about it, but... Care uh, to share one? <laughs> you can't. You can't. No, you have a no, no. you have a sports story. Yeah, you know, I want everybody to be happy and play the sport they want. Well, you yeah. respect lacrosse. I know yeah. that for a fact. My, my son it's... played. He was very good. I uh, enjoyed it. Um, and uh, it's 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 booming in this area in in Orange County or Section Nine, which the high schools all play in that in the Hudson Valley. Sure. Um, and the problem is, is we're twenty to thirty years behind the Syracuse area, the Binghamton area, sure. Long Island, you know, and what, uh, what the teams from around here run into when you're the, you're the best team in section nine. And then you end up running into a, some school from up by Syracuse <laughs> that has eight division one players on sure. it. And you know, you get beat by a couple touchdowns. It's tough, but it's growing. And prior to the, the getting shut down, uh, the youth leagues, um, we couldn't keep lacrosse equipment in the store. I'm sure. Um, and baseball is always booming. Baseball is always, thank uh, God, always going. Um, and girls lacrosse, which for parents is a little easier because they don't wear helmets right now. That's probably coming down the pike. Um, it's just a stick, goggles. Some of them wear gloves. The girls and cleats. 
Um, but girls softball is huge now. That's great. Huge. That's, you know, I- um, and it's, you you're able to you know get some kids started out and maybe a sport that that maybe it wasn't uh they weren't gonna get to try right because of price tag and uh it's nice it's nice and we also get the kids that retire early and then the parents bring their grumbling bring their equipment in and said my (laughs) son or daughter retired and i look at this beautiful stuff to resell it's great (laughs) i see a lot of that stuff there yeah especially you know i didn't even bring it up just because it's uh it's almost ski season here in the hudson valley the amount of baseball gear and lacrosse yeah. gear you have on the left wall as you yeah. walk in blows my mind. Yeah. You know? we, uh, we geared up. We, you know, <laughs> not to, to use that word gear, 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 but, but, but we did. We, we tried to load up expecting, oh. you know, to try not to sell out and to have product for everybody that came in. Um, but, uh, you know. Well, now with the, like you said, uh, ski season's supposed to be starting pretty soon. You know, we're just leaving November. Right. Thank God our two real local mountains, Mount Peter here in, in Warwick, New York, which is an amazing place to start yes. and to enjoy, yes. especially for some quietude. And uh, Mountain Creek, you know, which is the old Vernon Valley and Great Gorge, uh, which is enormous. It, they're they're both going to open. They're threatening us with opening. Yes, you know? yes. And uh I think they're going to be, I think Mount Peter, hopefully they have a great year with snow, but in talking to people coming in, you get a lot of people that, that are, and I won't name names so kids don't get in trouble, but they're, they're very excited with their season pass to miss a day of remote schooling and ski (laughs) from uh, maybe 10 to two in the afternoon. I like those kids. When the, uh, when the mountain isn't that crowded. Sure. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a ski school family. Both of my parents were ski school directors. So for me, not skiing was sort of like the getaway you know i would be in the ski school all day jay go take a lessons with this guy that day but dad i want it no i mean he wasn't harsh but it it was really cool Uh, we were we really learned you make a great point though that for kids now they're looking forward to that actually getting out and getting away from mom and dad you know playing teacher (laughs) yeah yeah they're they're excited about even the parents are are uh excited to you know let's let's take a day and we're able to ski and do something normal. No, exactly. And I was at a playground yesterday. I won't say where, uh, just because I don't want them to catch any heat, but I was amazed that there were parents actually saying, more than one parent saying to their kids, they, they loaded them into the car, what a nice normal day. Yeah. And that, you know, I thought I was the only one who felt that way. And yeah. to hear that was really nice. Now, with these resorts, these ski resorts, announcing that they will, in fact, be opening, have you seen a push for people to finally say, okay, I'll, I'll buy some equipment? Yes, yes, we have. And uh, usually this time of year is when people um, start bringing their equipment in. They're looking at, they see a ski swap advertised, and they realize, hey, I sh- should make sure everything fits the kids or right. all of us. And when it doesn't, they've been bringing it in, which is great. Um, and we're certain certain uh, ski lanes. If you've got one thirties to one fifties out there, bring them in. Yeah, <laughs> I was we, just at Miller Ski and Sport yeah. last week, and oh, he he's needs fantastic. he yeah. And Bruce Miller, Bruce like like us, yeah. Wildcat, and he was actually a, a great ski racer yeah. for Warwick. He and his his uh, sister Cindy were big athletes, and his brother Bobby. But Bruce owns Miller Ski and Sport. <laughs> I brought a pair of my vocals in. Yeah. I was going to pair of race tigers, you know, full full bore race stock skis. I was asking him to tune them just to flip them onto eBay. And it's a high dollar ski. So yeah. I went to pick them up and Bruce said, ah, Jay, they're finished. You know, I'm ready yeah. to pay the man and move. He goes, but I have a proposal. <laughs> What's that, Bruce? Yeah. Uh, he said, 
you want to sell them? I said, yeah, that's why I asked you to tune them. Well, I want to buy them for my rental fleet. Yeah. A pair of 163 vocal race tigers. He was excited to buy them. I said, well, I've got others in storage. Bring them in. Yeah. So, you know, he needs them for his rental fleet. You've got your customers and users who need them for themselves. And especially the lengths for which you're looking are 120, 130? One, anywhere from 130 on up to a 160. Okay. In, in the four years I've been doing this, and, and I mean, Bruce would be a guy to ask um, because he's forgot more about skiing than I know. Um, I don't know about that, but both of you know <laughs> he, what you're doing. Uh, it seems to me, I always have snowboards in that that uh, size range, but skis are limited. I don't know if it's, is that the age where kids are going, hey, you know what, all my buddies and girlfriends and everybody are snowboarding and I go that way, or uh, they're just not starting skiing. I don't know what it is. Well, I think we'll talk about that right after we hear from these sponsors. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Michael Sweeten, supervisor of the town of Warwick. And this is your favorite assemblyman, Carl Bravidick from the 98th District. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. where we will be discussing federal, local, and town issues. Right here on radio, worth listening to. And we're back with Tales and Trails. I'm Jay Westerveld. This is our weekly show where we talk about history, culture. We talk about things global, things local. And my favorite part of this show is bringing friends on to talk about things that I know are very interesting, especially to our listeners. And my guest today is my very dear old friend, Joe Fatino, who owns Back in the Game Sports Consignment in Florida, New York here. We're just an hour from New York City, and it's an amazing place to get equipment and now with ski season being upon us for skiing and snowboarding, it's it's the time when people are really charging in the door now that we know that these resorts near New York City are in fact opening after all, and we can all breathe easy. And interestingly, Joe, you may remember there are a couple of Facebook groups that deal with people who ski and snowboard in this region, and in several of them, people have been asking about equipment and um, you know having a hard time finding certain lengths and models of snowboards, and I've sent them to your store. Yeah, yeah. These people have, I mean, blasted from New York City right to your store. Yeah, it's, it's uh, certain lengths, certain size skis, snowboards the same way. We've had a lot more people this year in looking for uh, little kids snowboards those are impossible to find an 80 centimeter to a 90 centimeter in that range we have a couple of hundreds and over like that but but that you're talking about a kid who's five maybe six years old um but uh getting back to bruce miller bruce has been great when we first opened up he gave me a call out there and, and and gave me some advice on different you know what to do with the skis and what not to do um but he called me last year because he was uh prior you know in november december when he was selling out of things hey do you have this uh length ski he sent me customers i try to send him yeah. uh customers all the time because he he's the go-to guy for 90 percent of the people i talk to when they say oh i want to have my skis 
or a snowboard tuned, waxed, sharpened, whatever, or I need this gouge repaired. Right. Bruce is the guy that everybody says they're going to. Well, you know, when <clears throat> now he was a few years before me at Warwick High School. Again, great, great Warwick High School ski racer. He raced with my big brother and with his brother, Bobby Miller, and the Hortons and mm -hmm. some of those guys and uh, Barkosi's. The really cool thing is right after high school, he started working as an instructor at my family's ski school over at what is now Mountain Creek. And we used to ride in together a lot of times for whatever reason, maybe Bruce wasn't driving for a while. Maybe I wasn't driving for a while and we'd be driving each other. Uh, those, those were different times. That yes. was the early eighties. Yes. And uh, you just need some rest from driving. We just, that, that's all it was. Just a little break, a little hiatus, if you will. And we talked a lot on our rides. He was a great instructor helping me with my skiing and he always knew equipment really well and like yourself now you and i worked together in joe what year did we teach together 89 90 i think like so that. Yeah. yeah had to be more like 89. 89 i know 90 i was in uh, i was you know in, in tahoe so it was a season right before that I think. long time ago oh my god i can't believe it and that was you know the big transition time with snowboarding uh, yeah. for so many of us and so yourself you understand especially when we have group lessons of beginners people with you know boots on the wrong feet or having trouble you know with this or that binding a binding that was archaic yeah. so you know firsthand these challenges yeah yeah um seeing kids come up from the city was always fun you know because they'd be so happy to to uh to learn to ski be out in the mountain and you'd have a kid walk up to you in his jeans and a sweatshirt no gloves no hats no nothing just ready to go absolutely <laughs> the the thing and that was a cool thing about yeah. working at a ski area that was so close to new york city we were yeah. new york city's major ski area we were within within one hour of the city so back then it was a different management company and they really worked a lot with inner city school groups and it was just so amazing to be out here you know ostensibly in the mountains uh, you know, fresh air, bluebirds, whatever, and had these busloads of kids from yeah. the inner city. Yo, mister, where the mountain? And to teach these guys was so much yeah. fun. I mean, I felt like I was learning more than they were. Oh, it was it was a blast. It was a blast. And it was a long time ago. And, uh, yeah. you know, straight skis and sure. orange jackets. And yeah. Oh, barely yeah. any snowboards. No, in fact, uh, you know, snowboarding really only hit the scene from most of the country in the mid to late 80s. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it really changed things. And I know that now everything's different. And uh, of course, you know, I jumped into snowboarding really early on. That's a whole different story and a different show. But when I go to your shop, I see so many boards there and there's almost always a kid coming in with a board yeah. to sell. Yeah. Are they just, I mean, the, what's the rotation like with your board? You said you've got like four dozen yeah, I've, at any time. And I get, um, new to us inventory all the time uh the fun part is when you get and it's it's nice because it makes you feel good when you sell the same board two and three times and i and i, I do, never thought about I, that i've had one or two boards at least that i've sold twice and other boards that they've bought and now i've grown out of and they're looking for us to sell which is really kinda cool that, that they're coming back to us you know and uh what a business model a lot of it is uh price point yeah, you know, our price point is right until a kid knows, hey, exactly what I want in a ski or a snowboard or maybe exactly whether I like to play hockey or whether I like to play lacrosse or golf. We're, we have uh, a lot of the equipment for entry level stuff and it's not entry level equipment. No. Because uh, I'll tell you, it, the ho hockey is the one that I don't know how parents, the 
can do this. The how they can afford the, it. You yeah, mean. afford yeah. it. The commitment in hockey is crazy. Yeah, and then if you have a kid who wants to be a goalie. Oh my goodness! You're you're a waffle. It's pension loans right there. Yeah, I can imagine that. But How do they do it? I have I've grown to know the hockey families that their kids are hardcore hockey players and boys and girls. There's more and more girls playing hockey, which that is, is really rad. Cool. That is really rad. But uh, you'll come in and you'll look at the hockey skates and people will say that's brand new. That's brand new. Well, the brand new stuff usually is the kids were just starting out and they again might've retired or they grew out of something before they got, before they ruined the skate. Sure. And then they'll look at a skate that's beat up and I'll be like, all right, well, this is from this hockey family. Right. Yeah, I don't give out the name, but I'm like, I know these people are hockey. They're a hockey family. The boots are beat up, but the blades are perfect. Right. You know, right. And they're, quality i mean top end skates right right you know and skates i don't know if the last time you looked at skates but they are expensive they Good are. Ones are are killer expensive and i know that with like all equipment manufacturers and most manufacturing's licensing now yeah. you know they're not all made in one factory you know when you're talking about most uh sports equipment and most and certainly not all i've noticed with skates that like let's say a pair of bowers uh that i might see in walmart right is not the same at all as what's being sold for serious athletes. And I mean, student right. athletes. Right. And that's what's, what's nice in the store is I try and whether it's myself or Amy, we try and learn from the people bringing the stuff in. Right. Cause you're right. There's, there is a, a pro line in equipment and a commercial line in equipment. And it's, it's big in tennis. It's big in golf. Um, because golf these, too. Yeah. Cause these companies, you know, these companies, uh, Let's say a uh, TaylorMade, which is a top-end golf club. Yeah, they want to also hit the all the price points to sell to everybody. Yeah, but they don't want you to think that TaylorMades are three hundred dollars for a set of golf clubs. They want you to know that TaylorMades is it's a thousand dollars set of golf clubs. Jeez. So they just they change the name on them. Right. Same stuff. A little different quality in the in the uh, in the heads of the clubs or maybe the shafts, but. Skates, to your point, the same way. There's they like to hit every price point, and you've got your hockey skates that are for the person who's just picking up hockey or the person who's just skating to the eight nine thousand dollar skates that a hardcore hockey player who's baking in the oven to his foot somehow. I don't know how they do that. Sure, sure. But and it's all different models, and and uh, it's it's crazy. This is the beauty of your store is that anybody can go in there and find the pro level stuff. I mean, for me, like. Yeah, I've, I've owned one Titleist in my life. It was a cap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for you, I'm here all week, folks. Yeah, try the veal. Yeah, tip your waitress. But the the skates, I know from looking at the skis, Yeah, you have top-end skis there yeah. for, you know, usually under $200 with yeah. bindings. You know, not to give away prices or make right. people disappointed if they're going for more. But that's the beauty of it. I don't have to, like, if I'm looking for skis, if if, you know... That's that's how I got skis. I'm I don't have to go to like Dick's or one of those other Johnson's yeah. or one of those other places and pay prime for the big box store commercial line stuff. You've got the nice things that are ultra right. cheap, right? And we and it's it's all consignment, so we never know what's coming through the door. Um, it's nice when you get some really great stuff because you know you're going to turn it over quick because people, right? You know they get lucky. They're like yeah. suddenly like the kid I talked about earlier with the snowboard boots. Yeah. The boots weren't in the store for 12 hours from the, when the lady dropped them off to consign them to when they were on his feet and out the door sold. Um, so if we have what you're looking for, you're getting a good deal. Oh, um, yeah. I can, but I've seen it. We don't always have what you're looking for. Right. Because, it, like I said, it's all, you know, it's, it changes every day. 
Yeah, and, and also you have all the clothing too that goes we with do. all these things. We do, which people you know, don't and uh, I, I see things. We, we got a Burton ski jacket in yesterday that brand new was over $200. Now, that's a youth extra large. That kid's growing out of that. God bless you if you can afford that. That's yeah. fantastic. And God bless you if you're growing out of an extra large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, so those great things like that come in and somebody's going to get lucky and get that real beautiful condition jacket. That's cool. Yeah. And if they're like me and they don't play golf, but they like Titleist caps, yeah. there you go. They can there buy a Burton go. jacket, right, even if right. they don't ride. As long as you talk the, a good game. You know? Oh, yeah. And that's unfortunately what it's become in a lot of those sports. But that's another show. That's I'm another sure. show. But you get that. You yeah. get the phone calls from the guys who are like, hey, bud, I invented the sport. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. got these pro. And usually when it's a, if somebody does those, makes those comments about snowboards, I send it right over to you and because you, know, you appreciate it you yeah know, you're my go my go-to snowboard question guy you know jay is, is this any good is that any good you know it's sort of like if jeff spicoli had a, an advice column that's right correct, for, correct. Snowboard. for snowboards you're the go-to guy <laughs> my dad's a tv repairman <laughs> sure no it's it's great and i i think now like i said with the the two really the main resorts in our region and so many more in New York State announcing, yes, we are open for business. We're gonna be there, you know, we, we're gonna have social distancing and all, but there will be plenty of skiing, buy your passes, et cetera. Yeah. You guys are gonna see so much store coming in and going, Yeah, you know, so much more stock coming in and going out. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely sure of it. What, uh, do you have any advice for people who like are going to other stores or something, you know, looking or your store or anything when they're looking for skis? What what's a common problem that people run into that makes them sort of boomerang back to you? Um the one thing I see that count that people don't I, I don't think people understand the importance in skiing. Uh, now I've never snowboarded, so I can't speak for that, but how important your boots are. <sighs> More important to me, more important than, the, than ski. the skis, of course. Because if you want to ski and have a nice day of skiing, a four-hour day, a six-hour day, or you're lucky enough to have an eight-hour day on the slopes, <laughs> if, if your feet, you know, you're not taking care of your feet, it's that's where I think people need to spend a little bit more money and get the quality in a in a good pair of boots. Be comfortable, be warm, and enjoy yourself. Yeah, and, and that's really uh, where your body interfaces with the equipment, and that you know. That's the most important thing is boots. Joe, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a great time. Uh, hopefully I can beat Chris Bell's record and maybe come back another time. <laughs> Absolutely. You will be called back.